Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where an entitled mother gives her young daughter to a complete stranger for two weeks. Our next Reddit post is from Painsomnia. So a couple of weeks ago, Karen, the entitled mother of this story, moved into an apartment next to my friend's. During these past couple of weeks, Karen has spoken with my friend just two times, with the second being yesterday, the day before this whole fiasco unfolded. This morning at about 9am, while my friend was having a nice Saturday breakfast, someone started aggressively banging on her front door. When my friend answered, Karen was standing there with her 5-year-old kid who had a little backpack on. Sounding very flustered, Karen said she was sorry to have to ask this with no notice, but could my friend please watch her kid for a few hours because Karen had somewhere really important to be. Now, something you have to understand about my friend is that she can't stand kids and has no idea how to deal with them. Like, she tenses up and gets super awkward if a kid so much as waves at her in the supermarket. My friend is also disabled. She uses a motorized wheelchair sometimes and a walking cane for short distances or when she's just pottering around in her own home. She lives with her girlfriend who's also her carer. Her chronic illnesses involve feigning spells and a lot of brain fog, so by her own account, she is absolutely not someone who should be left in charge of a child. Karen has seen my friend using both her wheelchair and her cane, and has seen my friend's girlfriend, who was at work when all this happened, helping her in and out of their car. So, my friend responded with a firm no, explaining that her medical conditions meant that the kid wouldn't be safe in her care, and that she wasn't well enough to have any guests in her home anyway, let alone an unattended kid. Karen immediately flipped from pleading and simpering to hand-on-hip indignation. At this point, she accused my friend of faking her disabilities because, of course, if she can walk at all, then she obviously doesn't need a wheelchair, right? And she threatened to report my friend to welfare if my friend didn't watch the kid for her. Never mind the fact that my friend isn't even on welfare, lol. Her girlfriend has a high-paying job, and my friend works part-time hours from home most weeks. Newsflash, not all disabled people are unable to work. Although, of course, getting employers to actually hire us is another matter because of ableism. So my friend basically said, I'm not on welfare and I don't appreciate being blackmailed. Find another babysitter because I am not it. And she closed her door. Karen kept banging on the door for a bit, but eventually left. About 20 minutes later, my friend heard a very faint, timid tapping on her front door. She said if she hadn't been so close to it, she probably wouldn't have heard it. She sighed heavily, having kinda already guessed what was happening. She opened the door, and there was the little kid, who had clearly been crying, clutching the shoulder straps of her little backpack. She said, very softly, Mommy said I could stay here today. Now, like I said, my friend can't stand kids. But even she said this kid was an absolute darling throughout this entire fiasco, and the most she ever did was cry. Because clearly her mother is a frickin' monster. Karen had just driven off and sent her kid to my friend's front door. Clearly thinking that if she left my friend with no alternative, she'd just play along and babysit the kid for her anyway. Especially since my friend had literally no way of contacting Karen. Wrong. My friend had escaped abusive parents at a young age, and this kind of thing made her furious. She settled the kid in front of the TV with a drink and some snacks, and called the cops. My friend told them, yeah, my neighbor just abandoned her five-year-old daughter outside of her apartment and the kid showed up at my door asking to come in. When the officers arrived, my friend told them the full story and while they were appalled, she said they weren't surprised. One said, you'd be surprised at how not rare this kind of thing is, which is honestly kind of the worst part of all of this. 
The officers took the kid with them and were really sweet with her, explaining to her that she wasn't in any trouble and she had done the right thing, and that they were going to look after her and find out where her mommy had gone. My friend found out later that the cops were able to contact the kid's father, who is currently working on divorcing Karen and was also appalled, but not remotely surprised by what she'd done. Here's hoping that he gets full custody of that poor kid after all this. And then Opie posted an update. This morning, my friend had another knock on our door, only it was the dad with the kid in tow. He went there to apologize for what his ex had done and so that he and his kid could thank my friend for looking after the kid and calling the police. My friend said the father seemed like a good guy who was clearly putting his kid first in all of this, which was really reassuring to hear. He told my friend that, according to his lawyer, her calling the police and handling everything the way she did basically gift-wrapped a custody battle win for him. Because what kind of court would ever grant Karen custody after the stunt that she'd pulled? His lawyer was over the moon when the dad called him. My friend also asked the dad what had been so important that Karen had abandoned her own daughter over it. Are you guys ready for this? It's so freaking cliche. It was an appointment at a nail salon. She had brought her kid with her several times previously and just demanded that the staff babysit her and refused to even acknowledge the kid during her me time. When Karen called the other day to book a last minute appointment, you know, because she's a Karen, the staff put their foot down and told her she could no longer bring her kid to her appointments and would be refused service if she did. The dad also said that Karen had shown up so late to the appointment that they'd refuse to see her anyway, again, because she's a Karen. The dad told my friend that me time is an excuse that Karen uses to ignore her kid, basically any time she feels like it. Do not talk to me during my me time. The dad also asked my friend if she would be okay to help with the custody battle. He said he understood that her health wasn't great and that his lawyer said that a written statement would be fine. He said it probably wasn't essential since they had the police report, but he wanted to have as much evidence on his side as possible, just to be sure. Of course my friend agreed. Karen hasn't yet shown up at my friend's door to scream at her, so my friend is thinking that maybe dealing with the police put some actual fear of consequences into her. We shall see. I will, of course, post future updates if I receive any. Jeez, the stories today. Is anyone else starting to get the feeling that it's really, really easy to kidnap a kid? Our next Reddit post is from Nathan. For context, I'm a 23-year-old male who lives alone. I practice nudism when and where possible, and as such, I'm naked about 80% of the time that I'm at home. So this morning I woke up and went about my usual stuff. Still naked, I noticed that my kitchen bin was rather full. I had a rather large just-eat delivery dinner the night before, and it was utter chaos in there. I took the bag out, tied it up, and threw on my bathrobe to take the bag outside to the bins by the road. The temperature was almost freezing this morning, so I didn't want to be out there for long. The bins, yet again, were full. So I moved my own bin to the pavement where they would be able to be collected easily. I threw the trash bag in the bin, and just as I was heading back up the pathway to the front door, I hear the familiar, Excuse me? I rolled my eyes, took a breath, and turned around. Yeah? Are you wearing anything under that robe? Uh, why does that matter? I know my robe was done up correctly. I double knotted the tie just to make sure of it, and I wrapped it very tightly around me so it couldn't slip open anyway. Well, are you? I don't think that's any concern of yours. I'm just taking my trash out. That means you're naked under that robe. That's illegal. Uh, no. No, it's not. I'm covered, so it's legal. As I turn away to open my door with my keys, she suddenly lunges up the path and grabs me on the arm. Don't touch me. Get off of me. You're naked under there. That's illegal. I'm calling the police. It's damaging to children. Is it? Is wearing a bathrobe damaging to children? Whatever. 
If you don't let go of me, I'll report you for harassment and violence. F off, woman, and leave me alone. I've done nothing wrong here. The entitled woman emitted unintelligible grunts and screams, and it ended with police, so my guess is that she was screeching about getting me in trouble with them or something. I don't know. Well, it's now much later with no sign of police, so unless they take 13 hours to respond, I think she was either BSing or the police told her to screw off. So, OP, technically Karen wasn't wrong here, right? I mean, underneath that robe, you were naked. Just like I, too, am naked underneath of all of my clothes. I mean, I guess we're all naked underneath of our clothes, aren't we? How could a Karen be technically correct, but also so, so wrong? Our next Reddit post is from Future Flux. Okay, buckle up. This one's a doozy. I work for a pet and house sitting company, and I had a new client on my schedule for three visits a day for two weeks to take care of a dog. When I get to the house and go in, I see a kid inside, and I thought the parents must be running late and didn't let me know. So, I said hi to the kid and said, it's okay, don't be scared. Then I called out for the parents. The kid said that their parents were gone. I asked, what do you mean? The kid then said that I had to hurry up and make her breakfast and take her to school. I asked again, what do you mean? Where are your parents? She told me her parents had left to go on a trip and again told me to hurry up because she's hungry. I asked how old she is and she said seven. I asked, they left you here alone? She said yeah, her mom told her we'd be by in the morning to make her breakfast and take her to school, in the afternoon to pick her up from school and to make her a snack, and at night to make her supper. I asked where her dog was, and she said they don't have a dog. I said that when the company owner came for the client meeting and to get the house keys, she met a dog. The kid said that her mom borrowed the neighbor's dog. Oh my god. I called the company owner and told her what was going on. Of course, she was flabbergasted and came over immediately. She tried to get a hold of the kid's parents, but they weren't answering their phones, so she called Child Protective Services and explained everything when they got there. Child Protective Services took the kid, the parents' info, and left. The next day, the kid's mom called the owner and left a rambling message, screaming about how could we turn her kid into CPS and we broke the contract. So they were going to sue her for that and also for the cost of their ruined vacation. The owner called them back and told them our agreement was to take care of a dog, not a kid, and that was illegal anyway. And also, borrowing a dog for the client meeting was deliberate misrepresentation, so good luck with the lawsuit. The owner hasn't heard from them since. I guess that our pet sitting service was cheaper than hiring someone to watch the child properly. We still can't understand how this woman thought this would actually work. The craziest thing about this story isn't the entitled mother's audacity. It's that the entitled mother basically gave the dog sitter the world's best alibi. Suppose OP was actually a terrible person. He shows up at the house and finds an unattended, alone, seven-year-old girl. There are a bunch of messed up, twisted people out in that world who would see this as like a dream scenario for them. I mean, the parents literally signed a contract saying there would be a dog at the house, but not a kid. So, suppose OP just grabs the girl, sticks her in a car, and just takes her off to some undisclosed location. When the parents come back and start flipping out about their kid missing, OP would just be like, What kid? I was here to take care of a dog, not a kid. See, it says so right here in this contract. No kid. So, I don't know anything about your missing kid, lady, but there was no kid here when I got to your home. <laughs> Man, I am glad OP called CPS because those parents don't deserve to have a child. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish episodes that get banned from YouTube. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.